Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 29th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to everyone listening right now. Uh, if it's not Friday when you're listening to this, hopefully, you know, that energy carries through. Uh, let's see. Uh, as for me, I'm still hobbling along, but, uh, you know, we're good. The vibes are tight. They're nice. Uh, let's see. Work was good. No complaints. No grouches. No grumbles. You know, very textbook week overall, so I'm happy to close it out. I'm really hoping that I can just kind of relax um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm still recovering. You know what I mean? I still can't finish my workouts and stuff like that, but overall, you know, things are okay. Things are all right. Uh, let's see here. Was there anything else in the personal news or the food I wanted to talk about? No. I did finally get some pasta in me this week, which was good. You know, y'all know I love some good old pasta. And uh, let's see. Other than that, though, it's, it's just been, you know, usual shit. But good, good, good style. <laughs> All right. I am going to take my break and then we're going to get into um, some news uh, I, you know, sorry in advance that this is a longer episode. I, I missed the debate talk. I was supposed to talk about that last episode, and I just got right into it and just skipped it. But hopefully I won't keep you too long. And there's a couple other, you know, extra things I wanted to add on to just to do for, do for you know, full coverage. So, you know, bear with me. Okay, whew. we're back and we're in the mood, in the mood for some news. Okay, I want to start off <coughs> talking about the debate real quick. Um, <coughs> I don't, <coughs> oh no. <coughs> okay, there was a burp in there. So, uh, winner, winners and losers from the debate. I guess you could say maybe Nikki Haley. She was the lady in red. And um, she's still keeping this like, I'm going to be the best candidate for the job because I'm like the most moderate, which is still crazy for me to, to see that narrative play out. Um, and, and I mean, according to polls, it's kind of working. Uh, Vivek, who I thought was like the most improved from the last debate, uh, just got dogpiled on. Also, something I wanted to add is that this debate took place at, like, Ronald Reagan's, like, grave or whatever the fuck? I don't know. Some, I think it's an airport or something that's dedicated to him, right? It has his name on it. So, like, everyone had to, like, take turns just nobbing off Ronald Reagan and how much they loved him, which they were all just, you know, chomping at the bit to do. But that was weird. The energy was fucked in that regard. Uh, the... I believe Fox Business was hosting this one, but also you could watch it on Rumble, which is how I watched it. Uh, first time being on Rumble, if you don't know what Rumble is, it is like a live streaming. Normally, it's supposed to be for games, any kind of like content creation kind of stuff. If you know what Twitch is, if you've been on YouTube, it's very similar to that. Uh, that being said, I gotta say, just kind of mo- like, you know, taking it all in, I was I was so annoyed that like Rumble actually is kind of legitimate uh, because Rumble is shitty. Rumble is like, um, just like 
Twitch, just like YouTube, except they pride themselves on on being very, like, conservative-friendly. Like, oh, you can come on our our site and do whatever you want. It's all fine, you know? There's no extra red tape. You don't have to worry about it. You can do free speech here. It's just the cringest fucking shit. But that being said, their model is, like, just like YouTube. Um, Except it's just like Twitch in the sense of, like, it's promoting and focused on live streaming which is great. Um, as a content creator, I look for these kind of things. I get wrapped up and so enamored if, if they're actually, like, user-friendly. So seeing that I could, like, pause the thing and rewind it, go back, yada, 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 that is nice. But that being said, I have to use this. Sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, to talk about or to listen to bullshit just screed from conservative voices, and it was just very annoying. Uh, but let's keep going. I'm sorry. I know there's a, a you know, few other contenders. Uh, let's see, Aisha Hutchinson, he's out. Uh, he didn't even get a chance to make the debate. Uh, Chris Christie, of course, he's still fucking here. Uh, Donald Trump did not show up. He is keeping on brand. He's like, why would I waste my fucking time? So Chris Christie is just talking to ghosts. Just fucking, just talking to the TV screens and like, Donald, I know you're here. I know you're watching. I know. Uh, you're, you're ducking this and we're cu-. he calls him like Donald Duck or some shit. Whatever, man. It was fucking whack. Um, Doug Burgum. <laughs> Mr. North Dakota himself, he was there. Uh, man, he did not say too, too much. And the things he did say, uh, he kept trying to bring back to North Dakota. That And no one cares, bro. Like, good good luck. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ron DeSantis, he grinded his teeth in a really cringy, awkward, like, henchman way. I guess he was just really anxious. I don't know. Uh, he couldn't smile. Yet again, continues. Also, ruins, like, the best bit. The best bit. Like, at the end... Um, he is, uh, they ask, um, who would you vote off the island, in a sense, um, like, uh, out of everyone who's here tonight, which makes sense, you're Fox, you gotta, like, throw it back, you know, TV style, or whatever, and it was just such a good answer, or such a good, like, chance to answer something, and it was just, like, it, it could have caught people's attention, and he's just like, I don't wanna do this, this isn't, like, this isn't the proper spirit of, like, he was just being really lame, just being a complete fucking wet blanket, just zero riz, just tomato town fucking king, just so boring, so whack. Um, he did finally pop off at Trump again. I mean, he's been trying to work his way up, you know, really work up his courage. Um, I don't think it's going well. Like, I mean, sure, he kind of caught Trump slipping, I think, in the sense of, like, they were talking about abo- like abortion, and Trump kind of has more of a middle ground there for a conservative. He's not as, like, super gun-ho, but at the same time, he's the guy who's like, yeah, I made Roe v. Wade happen. So I feel like he knows he's he's good enough, but DeSantis is trying to be like, wait, hey, in Florida, we fucking, we fucking saving these babies, okay? Like, at, at fucking, the second I can smell a heartbeat, we're, we're calling it live. So, he's bragging on that. He's trying to use that kind of fucking momentum, but it's not momentum. It's not enough. All y'all motherfuckers is lame. Uh, let's see, I've covered almost all of the guys. Tim Scott, Tim Scott, I keep saying this, and I, 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 I say this as a black man, I do not mean to be racial and stereotype, but it is so weird that he is, like, doing all the things that you know in your head, like, if you're on the job and you're ready to code switch before you pick up the fucking phone, like, he's just doing the opposite of it. He's just like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna actually go on the warpath. And it does seem like other people, other candidates have kind of hopped onto this kind of trend, like, with Vivek as a lightning rod. So, essentially... 
they all dogpiled on him whenever they got the chance. They all talk talk shit, which actually reminds me, Mike Pence was also one of those people. He was there. Um, I felt like he didn't have anything like as rousing as last time. There wasn't a moment where he got to kind of center the zone. Um, but he just got lobbed a bunch of softballs like the whole night. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm sure there might be a, a person or two I'm missing in the fray there. I feel like I covered most of the debate, though. Um, I know this is a terrible way to start the episode, but I, I did want to get that in. Like I, like I said earlier, you know, in previous episodes, if I had to watch that shit, if I am fucking falling asleep to this fucking bullshit, y'all know I'm going to talk about it because it's just that's part of the gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll spare you the rest of it. Yada, yada, yada. It was a waste of time. It was very boring. It was more boring this time than the last time because it was just like, it was almost on rails. Like there was nothing spicy or anything really interesting. And like I said, it, it got so bogged down where people were talking over each other. You couldn't hear anything. And so, so yeah, there was that. That was the debates. I think they got one more big one in November. Um, I don't know what the lineup is for next year. Um, also, I'm hearing that things are so bad for conservatives right now. They're like trying to beg Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, who's a governor. They're trying to get him involved. Good luck. Um, and even if you did get him in, uh, it's not going to help, dude. Fucking waste of time. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, this was like, like I said, the worst beginning. Um, let's go ahead and go to Reuters. Suicide bombings at two mosques in Pakistan kill at least 57. Let's see, let's see, let's see here. Suicide bombings ripped through two mosques in Pakistan on Friday, killing at least 57 people, including seven children, as believers marked the birthday of Prophet Muhammad. Uh, let's see here. No group immediately claimed responsibility for the attacks from which the death toll could climb with many people seriously injured and others having been trapped beneath the wreckage. Uh, I know that they've reached out to the, the, the Pakistan sector of the, of the Taliban there, and they've said, no, we're not claiming this one. Uh, but sometimes that kind of shit happens where, uh, you know, a group or maybe even a subsect of the group might have done a thing, and they're just like, yo, that's so beyond the pale, and this is getting such bad PR such bad press that yeah we're definitely not actually claiming this but we are glad that it happened uh not to say that that's what's being alleged who fucking knows um but yeah uh no one has claimed this fucking fucked up event but it is kind of inferred that potentially the reason is because they were celebrating muhammad's birthday apparently there is, you know, sex where it's just like, I mean, like an ultra sex where like, you shouldn't even be doing that. Like that is, um, you know, fucked up. That is bad. Haram, if you will. Uh, let's see here. Um, but yeah, the situation took place at two different mosques. At least 52 people were killed, according to the district health official, Abdul Rashid including the children who were aged 9 to 11. At least 58 people were injured. Oh, let's see here. Um, the gathering in which people were carrying flags and banners was at a mosque belonging to Bar Barlevi, uh, to the Barlevi sect, generally considered to be more moderate than hardline Islamic sects such as Salafism. Uh, some hardline sects consider veneration of the Prophet Muhammad as heresy. 
then there was the second attack at the neighboring Khyber Pakhtunkhua. Uh, I got that wrong, but sorry. Uh, that killed five people at a mosque, according to rescue officials. The roof collapsed and trapped about 30 to 40 people under the rubble. Uh, let's see. It looked, yeah, both of the attacks were, I believe, like suicide bombings. Um, in one situation, there was a person who was able to confront the guy or was trying to, but like the person realized it and like just detonated early and still did a lot of damage. Um, you know, these kind of fucking things are always sad to hear and, and do coverage on, but you know, I, I do feel like it is important to make note of it and you know, just try to give the details that I can. Um, let's go ahead and move along to a very cringe and unfortunate event that happened to some women on the Qatar Airways. Uh, let's go ahead and get into that. From the Associated Press, Qatar Airways executive says invasive gynecological, oh my gosh, you know I'm a man, I can't even say the word, gynecological examinations of passengers won't be repeated. I'm sorry. I'm just bad. I'm just a scuffed podcaster. Please forgive. A senior uh, Qatar Airways executive told an Australian Senate inquiry on Wednesday, there will be no repeat of an incident at Doha's International Airport in 2020 in which female passengers were subjected to an invasive gynecological 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 <laughs> examinations. Australian Transport Minister Catherine King said three weeks ago that the examinations of 13 women who had boarded a Qatar Airways plane to Sydney were a factor in her decision uh, it, to refuse the Qatar government-owned airline additional flights in Australia. Uh, let's see. that, And this was important. I need to run this sentence because when I read it, I realized I had to keep going back to the sentence because it kept throwing me off. How so surreal this is. Qatar Airways Senior Vice President Matt Rouse described the event which occurred when authorities were looking for the mother of a newborn baby found abandoned in a Hamad International Airport trash can as a one-off incident and very extreme incident. Okay, so I, I realize I'm like, wait, Isaiah, you keep like playing like family guy moments and it's not, this is real. This is real life. This is not a downtown dumpster or primetime dumpster baby. This is a real baby. And, and sadly, there are fucking connotations to that that are very unfortunate and whatever. And you could do a whole limited series podcast on whatever, but we're not getting into. At the end of the day, this happened and the response by the airways, uh, airways, was to like have these people get on like like stop people from boarding the plane and be like hey we have to look at your vagina we have to get in there and make sure that everything's copacetic everything's good and then you're good to go but we have to do it and we are asking we're we're telling you that's what we're doing and that's crazy i believe even like uh, up to 5 of those 13 women were like um taken off the plane to be examined or some shit like that so like, shit's fucked up. Like, this shit's weird. And, and these motherfuckers are surprised. Like, oh, man, we're surprised. We're a little shocked that we didn't get the the, the, the approval for more flights with Australia. That's a shame. That's a bummer. Uh, but it's like, 
yeah, dude, no, they don't want to fuck with y'all. Like, that's very unfortunate that y'all did that. Even if this is a one-time, one-off crazy event that no one saw coming. The reaction should not be, we have to look at your pussy. That's that's just crazy to me. That's crazy to me. <laughs> and I get it. There are probably, you know, religious things or whatever. But that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. This is an international situation. The, the, the kind of just... This is more than a kerfuffle. I can't use that word here. Jesus, fuck. Um, I do want to read this part. Yeah, the five Australian women whose names are suppressed by a court gag order say they were taken off the flight to Sydney at Doha at gunpoint by guards and were searched without consent. No, like that's that's insane. Um, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> uh, that's really all we had here. We can go ahead and move along. But yeah, that that threw me off. I, I knew I was gonna cover this, but then I read that sentence and it just like it just put my whole life in a tailspin for like two minutes. <laughs> okay, I got an update on the um, Tupac Secure uh, situation. Let's call it that. Yeah, uh, from the Associated Press. Last living suspect in 1996 drive-by shooting of Tupac Secure, indicted in Las Vegas on murder charge. So last we had touched on this, there was a raid on Dwayne Keith D. Davis, um, his home. Um, It just kind of happened, and I was like, oh shit, okay, so we're talking about it. Um, You know, let's get into a little bit of the history, all that kind of shit. But yeah, it looks like they have officially pressed charges against him. Um, It doesn't look like it's that surprising. Apparently, according to the history of these things... Uh, Davis is riding shotgun and he winds up passing the weapon to the person who winds up shooting um, Tupac and more or less he's kind of the last man standing in the conversation Um, you know he's the only person that you can kind of can convict you can by law say hey this is an accomplice like he was in the car you know he literally hands the gun to the other guy so ergo here we are um, so it does look like this is going to be something that, you know, winds up going to a trial. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll probably touch on that when it happens. But yeah, I mean, this is a big update in that regard. It does kind of feel redundant in some ways, but, you know, it is relevant. So, you know, there's that. I don't want to stick too, too long because, like I said, this is just more or less an update. Uh, let's see here. Let's move along. Actually, speaking of updates, we got another one on deck. And this, this is kind of the last story, but we do have, um, you know, some, some deaths to talk about. But um, let's see, from the Associated Press. Judge says she is ending conservatorship between former NFL player Michael O'Hare. I, I, I've been hearing his name and I, I'm still getting it fucking wrong. That's crazy. Michael Ower. Michael Ower. <laughs> I remember the day after I covered this and I, and I, I, I heard his name again. I was like, I see it. You and please understand i do that every episode um judge says she is ending conservatorship between former nfl player michael Ower and uh memphis couple the two weeks a tennessee judge said friday she is ending a conservatorship agreement between former nfl player michael Ower and a memphis couple who took him in when he was in high school but the highly publicized p- dispute over financial issues will continue. 
Shelby County probate court judge Kathleen Gomez said she is terminating the agreement between uh, the agreement reached uh, in 2004 that allowed Sean and Leanne Tui to control Ower's finances. Ower signed the agreement when he was 18 and living with the couple as he was being recruited by colleagues as a uh, star high school football player. Their story is subject is the subject of the film The Blind Side, which earned Sandra Bullock an Oscar. Yo, I heard some people like so mad about this shit. They're like, yo, take away Sandra Bullock's Oscar. I'm like, yo, like, in my opinion, chill. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that deep. But um, I am glad that like, he's just off rip. Like, let's just fucking rip that shit up because it doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's literally what Gomez says. It's like, it's just, I don't understand why an 18-year-old who was competent, like, who, who had all their faculties, why they were even on a conservatorship to begin with? Like, why did that make sense in Tennessee? That just, it doesn't add up to me there, but whatever, fine. Let's just call this dead. And then, yes, I do believe that we need to go to trial to actually figure out, um, you know, the finances on this shit. Now, the Tuies have come out and said, hey, hold up. We were nothing but great to Michael. And um, we got into this conservatorship because he needed to have that to go to Ole Miss. It was a requirement, and Michael was aware of this the whole time. Even in his, uh, I think his 2011 book, I Beat the Odds, um, he he said like he's aware of this, and it's sta- it's stated and known there. So they're more or less trying to trying to say like, oh, this is a shakedown. This is a sham. He's he's making this up, and we're hurt. We we we're, we're a victim now. Um, eh, I don't know. At the end of the day, here, I'm one just very happy that Michael is just off that shit now. Um, because he's even said he's like, look, like something that really bothers me here is that people like think I'm stupid. People think I'm slow, and that's not who I am. I'm an intelligent person. That was not my issue. I just did not have any money and I was in a bad situation just family-wise and I trusted this family. And, you know, I feel slighted by this family because they made money and they didn't give me a dime. Now, maybe there's a chance that they did make uh make some money, but also did give him some money. And also that he actually got his cut of uh the blind side. I don't know. That's probably going to come out in court and, you know, we'll definitely get into it. But at the end of the day, I do think this family did some fucked up shit. I do think this family made more than they should have on this whole fucking situation. Because there were plenty of people in Michael's life that could have helped him. That were available. That were there. Like, his destiny was on a path. All he had to do was keep walking it. Now, I'm not saying that the Tuies weren't helpful. They didn't provide a place to stay. But I think they provided a place to stay and then immediately saw where they were going to get theirs. And they worked the situation and milked the cow for as long as they could. And now they're like, oh, yeah, no, of course we're not trying to take advantage of Michael. No, 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 no. But, like, you ran the charade. You were a part of this. You literally are are now getting a chance to have someone, like, have Sandra Bullock play you. I don't know who played Sean. I I didn't see the movie. I still didn't fucking watch that shit. And I'm not going to. Now I even know it's fucking fake. Boo, blame. Um... But yeah, I mean, you got your experience here and you got some fucking money. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in court. I'm kind of waiting to see how everything shakes out. I know the lawyers have said some shit. I know Michael has said some shit. So like I said, I'm, I'm wait- I think the truth is somewhere in the middle here. But um, overall, I'm considering this a dub.
Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and um, finish this off. We got to talk about some deaths, sadly. Um, I mean, period. I don't like talking about death. Good, bad, or otherwise. At the end of the day, I mean, death is whack. It fucking sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to get into it. Oh, excuse me. I know snorting is not good, uh, but I do a lot of bad things podcast wise. Forgive me. Okay. Who from <clears throat> CNN? Michael Gambon, D- Dumbledore, Dumbledore actor in Harry Potter, dies at eighty-two. Um, let's see. Um, he died on Thursday. Uh, let's see. It looks like he died from a bout of pneumonia. Um, you know, which is obviously, you know, potentially lethal. I, I don't know. I, I've always like remember like reading some books where people would die from pneumonia. So it doesn't really like shake me when that happens. Like I'm like, oh no, it makes sense. Pneumonia is pretty lethal, but I know I've never gotten pneumonia. It's just something that scares me. But I know some people are like, oh I, yeah, I got pneumonia as a kid. I got like one. So it's like, oh shit, crazy. But you know, obviously when you're older, you know, it's a natural thing that can happen and kill you. Um, I, I know I, off the top of the head, only know him as Dumbledore. Um, you know, I, it was a role I think he, you know, stuck pretty well. Um, I know he was also following up for, like, the previous Dumbledore. Uh, but I, I just know this dude is, like, an amazing actor. And not just on, like, the, you know, the big screen, but also in theater. Um, yeah, he was in TV, also radio. So, yeah, I mean, this was just a, a very strong actor. He was born in Cabra, Dublin. Uh, but he moved to London. So he, like, was Irish, but then he grew up with, like, a London accent. So that's, like, a I guess a fun mix across the pond. Uh, but, yeah, you know, so that's obviously, you know, R.I.P. Um, let's see. And then last but not least, uh, we have Diane Feinstein actually uh, uh someone who has been uh you know someone we've talked about on this podcast a decent amount uh from the associated press senator diane feinstein feinstein uh feinstein, feinstein i'm getting you know me you, you guys know i'm so great with names uh senator diane feinstein of california trailblazer and champion of liberal priorities sometimes uh dies at 90 you had a great run diane I'll give you that. Um, yeah, centrist Democrat, that is a great label. Tra- Trailblazer, yeah, sure, she is a girl boss. I will give her credit for that. Uh, you know, I, I've said what I said about Diane. On my tier list of people I'm not the biggest fan of, like, <sighs> longtime listeners have heard my my obituary on, um uh, what was his name? Old Donnie. Donnie Rumsfeld. Oh, whew, oh boy. Oh boy. Rest in piss, my guy. We don't miss you. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, Jeez, Colin Powell. We talked about him too. Jeez, oh fuck, man. Oh, man. What a griff. Uh, but no, I mean, she made it. She fought for her spot. She wouldn't give it up. Uh, I'm glad it was, uh, you know, just something natural 
and you know hopefully it wasn't painful or anything like that i mean i don't think it was i'm not rooting for that kind of ending but yeah she just didn't want to leave and i don't like i get it because i i've listened to some shit i know we're at the end i'm sorry um i listened to some shit about her where it's literally like apparently fun fact Nancy Pelosi's daughter is her guardian or was her guardian like kind of like in her stead because her faculties were a little bit loose, even though, you know, she was voting up until the day she died. Um, but she was keeping the shit because she needed the money. And I mean, my my response to that is like, well, don't we all like, yeah, I know it's not just you in your old age. I've had, my, you know, family members die on me. It fucking sucks. And I understand, too, in their head. Their whole life, like, to a point, was for the family. You know, even in their dying moments. And that shit makes it even sadder for you when you realize that. It's like, God damn it. I know. I know you're you're fighting so that we can pay for the house and keep the house in our name and all this fucking shit. <clears throat> but you gotta know when to say when. And I think that means a lot. And honestly, you can go through the history because it's not just that. Uh, the less I know, the better when it comes to Diane. I hate to say it. <laughs> but I, I do respect that she had a great career. She was a Democrat. I, I, I know I say this in kind of just speaking layman. I'm glad she was fighting for the right team, at least. That's good. And I know it's like, well, Democrat, Republican, who gives a fuck? They're all back. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But, like, at least they're pitching the game. But, no, she did some shit that was also fucked up. Most politicians do. I say that a fucking lot. Um, so yeah, I'm not trying to really boo her, but I'm also not like, oh my God, what a trailblazer. But I, I guess credit, even, uh, old bag Mitch McConnell was like, yeah, she was a girl boss <laughs> before he stroked out. No, um, let's see. That's the episode. I know I've kept you for a long time on this wild, wild, wide, wild, wild, wide. Oh man. Oh, the 30 minutes. Okay. I'll keep this short. Uh, Patreon, Isaiah, uh, patreon.com says Isaiah News. If you'd like to support the effort, become a newsy, please do that. Um, YouTube, please subscribe. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Free feedback. All the socials. Uh, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.